This episode of the Main Event Talk is brought to you by Richard's Billiards. Got nothing to do tonight? Then I suggest you to head over to Richard's Billiards and come out and have yourself a great time. Check out some awesome drink specials that they have. And if you're interested in watching some boxing, some football, some UFC fighting, and any sort of sport that you like, you can go over to Richard's Billiards and check out their stuff as well. Also, they have a stage over there, so if any of you guys have got any bands that you want to request, go over to Richard's Billiards' Facebook page at facebook.com slash at Richard's Billiards and give them your personal info and everything else like that. Richard's Billiards, welcome to the new era. And welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to this great episode of the Main Event Talk podcast right here on the Anchor app or whatever podcast you're listening to, whether it's Spotify or Google Podcasts or Apple Podcasts or whatever podcast you're listening to, I am the main event player, the Super C, the God among gods, the King among kings, the coolest son of a motherfucking bitch, right? Walking gods, green earth. It is 10-12 in the morning. And the main event got up a little bit earlier than expected. I was going to try and... And I'll be honest, I was going to try and do an episode as quickly as possible, and it was supposed to have already uploaded and downloaded and showed up on the Anchor app this morning, but I didn't get a chance to do it. So, I'm trying to get myself up a little bit, trying to get myself, you know, right back in order. Well, my apologies, I'm actually eating right now. (laughs) What other podcast do you know is going to have somebody come up and have a little bit of, you know, bacon and eggs and all that other stuff, you know, from Whataburger? By the way, have you got, uh, speaking of breakfast, have you guys had a chance to try out that Whataburger, um, that breakfast burger that uh, Whataburger has out right now? Man, that's fucking awesome. I dig that shit. Put some pecani sauce in that shit and voila, you're all set. (coughs) But anyways, guys. We got a lot of stuff we need to talk about on this episode of the Main Event Talk, including the shocking turn of events that took place over at the SmackDown draft, or at the actually the draft that took place last night on SmackDown. And I got to say, guys, oh, God, that the landscape of that shit completely changed. AEW and NXT, the Wednesday Night Wars continue. But it doesn't exactly look that good. And, ladies and gentlemen, it's only just the beginning for AEW and NXT, but I'll give you some info on that as soon as possible. Also, the press conference that took place between Cain Velasquez, Brock Lesnar, Braun Strowman, and Tyson Fury. And, uh, Fury, and what does that all have to do with, King, with Crown Jewel? <laughs> You'll all find out right here on this episode of the Main Event Talk podcast. Now, <clears throat> I am, uh, right now, I am the main event player of the Super C, the God among gods, the King among kings, the coolest son of a motherfucking bitch walking God's green earth, coming back at you with another great podcast. And I'm sure that everyone has been paying attention to my podcast for the past couple of days. Um, I know that this is, this is the regularly scheduled program that we got it on, and I wanted to go ahead and, you know, place it back on a Saturday. The only, t- the only reason why I did the other two podcasts that happened last week was because, you know, too much news, too much info, and I can't, I can't bear to put it in one particular podcast, especially when this, you know, when the Anchor app only gives me one hour 
I want two hours. I want I want ninety five fucking hours. Okay, not really, but <laughs> but anyways, let's get it right into we need to uh, let's get right into what we need to talk about. The press conference that took place over um, yesterday over in Las Vegas, Nevada. <coughs> they did a press conference for for Tyson Fury, Braun Strowman, Brock Lesnar, and Cain Velasquez. Uh, the press conference was pretty decent. It wasn't like, you know, all that and everything else like that. I mean, it was, it, it's pretty much like any decent type of, of press conference that you see. But the only difference is I want a grudge. I want to see a fight. I don't want to see an actual fight, but I want to see a confrontation. I want to see something that's going to get me like, hey, this is a fucking shit. I'll be able to go buy it, you know. Now, both events, Tyson Fury versus Braun Strowman. And Cain Velasquez versus Brock Lesnar is going to take place at possibly, uh, to other people, it's the worst location. But you know what? Money's involved and people want to get in on it. So why not? You know, it's going to take place Thursday, October 31st on Halloween. Because I, I don't understand why people don't mention it's Halloween. Thursday, October 31st, live over in Saudi Arabia. It's going to be at Crown Jewel. <laughs> Crown Jewel, ladies and gentlemen. Remember what happened at Crown Jewel last year? Oh, yeah. You remember what happened at Crown Jewel? It was the worst. You know, everyone talks about how Hell in a Cell was the worst pay-per-view <clears throat> in the history of the business. Honestly, Hell in a Cell was not all that. It was, it was way better than Crown Jewel from one year ago, okay? And... <laughs> <laughs> oh God! And and let me also say this. Let me also say this. Yes, the finish suck, and I understand that. And I heard some info about how this was Plan B. The, the, I'm talking about the finisher for um, the Hell in the Cell match between the Fiend and uh, Seth Rollins. This was actually Plan B. They had a Plan A going, where it was still going to be a no countout, and you know everything that they were doing at the. Um, Hell in the Cell pay-per-view was going to be like a, a prelude to the draft. Okay, so so basically basically what you're telling us is you, you didn't really come up with an idea. You just decided to go ahead and let us all believe that you had a plan A, a plan B, a plan C when you guys were too busy working on the Raw premiere, the NXT premiere, and the SmackDown premiere, and you want to give us that fucking bullshit. WWE, listen. You can fool some of the people some of the time, but you can't fool them all. You just can't, all right? It doesn't work that way. Hmm. Yes, I'm eating on the podcast, so what? Anyways. <laughs> so at Crown Jewel, Tyson Fury, one-on-one against Ron Strowman. I did that match, boxer versus wrestler. And I've seen Tyson Fury fight. He's an awesome fighter. He's a very entertaining fighter, I might add. Braun Strowman is a big man. He's won several championships. And he has not actually won the big one. And everyone's going to continue to elaborate that all, all along the way. Now, <clears throat> the next matchup. This one is surely to be a money matchup. In most, I know some people will say, no, it's not. Trust me, this will be. Now, Brock Lesnar 
is going to go one-on-one against Cain Velasquez. Now, October is very, very familiar with this one, especially when it comes to October 2010. At that time, Brock Lesnar lost the UFC Heavyweight Championship to Cain Velasquez and left a huge scar right around under the eye of Brock Lesnar that you see. Now, I remember that night, and I remember what happened to him and everything else like that. It was, it was a, a very, it was a brutal fight, I'll be honest. And Brock Lesnar, I thought, I thought for sure, at that time, I remember, I thought Brock Lesnar was going to be able to beat Cain Velasquez, but uh, no, that wasn't the case. <laughs> that wasn't the case at all. It ended up being Brock Lesnar losing to Cain Velasquez for the UFC Heavyweight Championship. We know how that shit goes down. Now, these two are going to go at it against each other again at, uh, at Crown Jewel. Now, there is some info that I want to give you, I want to pass along to you guys, but I'll pass, pass that on along, that I will pass that information along to you at the end of this show, because you'll find out something else that I found out about this match, which I, I got to admit, it sucks, I hate it, and I wish they would change it. You probably already know what it is, but Hey, I want to give you the info anyway. I know that some people are like, Furman, come on, will you stop eating and get right to it? Here's the thing. Remember, guys, breakfast is the most important meal of the day. At least that's what I've been told by 20 other drunks and everything else like that. But the thing is, guys, some of us, although, although, and, and this is just me talking, this is just me talking right now. I know that I don't mind what I'm eating right now when it comes to my eggs, when it comes to my biscuits and sausage and pancakes on the side here. Yeah, that's what I got. But I would really like a carne guisada taco. Yes. I would like a carne guisada taco. I would like a bacon and egg and cheese taco. Okay. And I don't care where I get it. I don't care. Uh, actually, I, if I could get it at Jalisco's. But get it over at the one on Weber, right there close by where Theos is at. Or Rich's Village is at. I like getting that a whole lot better. I love having I love having all sorts of tacos. Everyone likes to have tacos. Who doesn't want to have tacos? Give me a fucking break. Now, let me move on to the next thing that we need to talk about. And we need to talk about the whole thing with AEW and NXT. Now, last week, as I mentioned, on my Main Event Talk podcast, I said that that AEW is going to win, but they're not going to win of, of because of television productions or, or the announcing team or some of the great matches that they have on there. Because I don't see it that way. I, I see it as they're going to win it because it's a debut show. And it was. And the ratings pretty much showed it in every way possible. I mean, AEW was ahead of them by 1.4 million, I believe. And as opposed to... As opposed to NXT that had over, and, and this is the, the rating that I heard, I think it was 996,000 viewers, I think. Man, that, that was a pretty bad showing right there. Pretty bad showing. But the thing is, and this is the thing that I see as far as the wrestling fan goes. I mean, I don't care. I really don't. But to the other fans, they all look at it as... You know, AEW put on a, a vastly superior product as opposed to NXT. NXT put on a vastly superior product as opposed to AEW. As a wrestling fan, some of us don't care because we're getting a lot of wrestling. 
we're getting a lot of the shit that we've digged since back in the days of the Monday Night Wars. And the thing is, back in the days of the Monday Night Wars with WCW and the WWE, you didn't have Twitter. You didn't have Facebook. You didn't have any of these social media platforms that we can all talk about. We got it on now. We got this uh, whole deal going, and it's uh, pretty cool. You know, and I'm digging it. And, uh, and, and, and it is true that while it's ridiculous that we got this platform, and the reason why I say it because we've got a lot of uh, we got a lot of stupid fans out there that will go ahead and say a bunch of stupid shit and bring up a bunch of stupid info. And, and I, I know some people are probably thinking that I'm bringing you a lot of stupid info too. And maybe I am. Maybe I am. But at the same time, I've been a wrestling fan for a long, long time. Most of you guys probably started since the Attitude Era came to an end. I started since back in the days of the Four Horsemen and Hulkamania. And the thing is, the Wednesday Night Wars will never be as good as the Monday Night Wars. We can all agree upon that. Now, the thing is, this week's Wednesday Night Wars is going to be a little bit different. And what I looked at it as, AEW won the first round. The second round could either go to AEW or NXT. We'll see how the improvement goes. Now, and I'm not going to sit here with the formalities and give you all sorts of bunch of infos and everything else like that. I may give you my insight and everything else like that as to how... I feel about both NXT and AEW. Now, <clears throat> a couple of a couple of points we need to make. Now, AEW had a uh, a very good production, a very good television production, and everything. Some of the matches were okay. I think Chris Jericho. I think Chris Jericho's promo, Chris Jericho's promo, and the um, and that deal with uh, Darby Allen coming in, you know, from the skateboard and everything. I think there were a few elements that made AEW, you know, what it is, you know, made, made it a good show. The promo that I'm talking about is the one talking about how um, former WWE superstar Jack Swagger, you know quite well as Jack Hager, um, there was this uh, promo that he was talking about that Jack Swagger at the time was known uh, as the uh, one half of the real Americans, and he was, uh, his manager was uh, Zepp Coulter. And they started chanting, we the people. And then Chris Jericho went ahead and told everybody that it was, uh, that it was dead and buried. That uh, we the people, that, that was a bad creative idea from a bunch of people that didn't understand the business. And let me, let me uh, kind of counteract with that one because um, I know there's some fans that were like all, oh, I can't believe he said that and everything else like that. My, my thought on it is, I think when Jack Swagger went ahead and, you know, came out as, uh, as the guy with uh, Zeb Coulter. This was good. This was good on him. I still remember how boring Jack Swagger was when he first came to WWE. He was a great world champion. I'll admit that he was a great world champion, but he was still a boring guy. Even when he didn't have the World Heavyweight Championship, he was still a boring guy. And then when he teamed up with Zeb Coulter, a.k.a. Dirty Dutch Mantel, he became a new person. He became a completely different person. And then when he was with Cesaro, he became an even better person. I digged him for that. You know, he wasn't boring. He wasn't even ridiculous anymore. And then when he left the WWE and went over to Bellator, you know, a lot of people said that, oh, this dude's going to be like another CM Punk. He ain't going to make it in the shit. And I, I go, wait a minute. Well, on the contrary, I mean, I kind of look at, I kind of look at Jack, Jack Hager like I do with, uh, well, not Jack Hager, uh, you know, Jake Hager to be exact. But <clears throat> I kind of look at, I kind of look at, um, 
Jack Hager like I look at Brock Lesnar because I know they're not they're not exactly the same, but they're both amateur wrestlers. He was an amateur wrestler when he first came to the WWE, and with him going to the Bellator, he's going to make a huge name for himself. He's going to make himself a huge name, and sure enough, he won two fights. He won two fights. I saw them. They were great. He was a great, great at what he does. And for him being an addition to AEW makes that more credible. Now, there's also another thing that I found out. Some information, and if you guys have never heard about this story, exclusive right here on the Main Event Talk. Okay, now, I found out, uh, and I'm going to pass along this information. I want to give a shout-out to WrestleMania. You'll hear that on YouTube and everything, and they pass along some information that was very, very interesting, and I thought this was... I wasn't sure if this was true or not, but with this info, wow, I couldn't believe it. A long time ago, back when when Chris Jericho was in the WWE, and Jack Hager was as Jack Swagger in the WWE, they were actually, Chris Jericho had this idea of putting Jack Swagger as a bodyguard for Chris Jericho. And I was like, hmm, that, that, that was a pretty good idea. It's not too bad. It doesn't, you know, it doesn't seem all that. And put Chris Jericho over, kind of like, like seeing Shawn Michaels and Diesel. You know, remember when Diesel was a bodyguard a long time ago, back in the day? So, Vince McMahon heard the idea. Chris Jericho passed along to him and Vince McMahon pretty much said no. And now, and this was years ago. This was years ago. Now, all of a sudden, here we are years later. AEW, Chris Jericho's a world champion. Jack Hager is in uh, AEW. And look what they're at right now. Chris Jericho has got this group known as the Inner Circle. They got Sammy Hager involved. They've got uh, Sammy Hager involved. They got Sammy Guevara involved. They got Sa- uh, Santana and Ortiz. I keep saying Santos and Ortiz. That just sounds a little bit better to me. But anyways, Santana and Ortiz are part of the group. And then Jack Hager, who's this ferocious bodyguard. And it worked out perfectly. It worked out perfectly. And somewhere, Vince McMahon probably saw this and like, what the fuck? Ah, Chris Jericho, you're fired. He's probably pissed off right there at this point. <laughs> but anyways, yeah, I heard about this information from WrestleLamia uh, uh, on YouTube. And if you guys get an opportunity, go over to their, to their uh, subscribe to their page and listen to some of their info. I mean, I think WrestleLamia really knows what they're talking about and understands how everything goes on. Although I don't agree with certain topics that they mentioned that I think is absolutely ridiculous, which I don't want to get into in this case. Now, AEW did pretty good with um, with the promo, with the Chris Jericho promo. They had some great outstanding matches. I think um, the whole thing with the, the private, the match with Private Party against uh, who was it? Uh, the Young Bucks? Yeah. That was a good match in itself, and Private Party actually had a surprise win over uh, the Young Bucks. And to me, uh, I wasn't sure if the Young Bucks were trying to put over Private Party or if the Young Bucks were, you know, like had no clue about what the fuck they did. I mean, I was getting I was getting a lot of mixed reactions over that tag match. And some people say that the Young Bucks were putting over the talent and others were like, ah, I don't think they really were. I don't think they had a clue that they were doing that. You know, it's kind of a head to toe, um, like, Nobody was really sure about what they were talking. Even I wasn't sure what they were doing, you know. But Private Party winning 
I don't know. I mean, I'm I'm kind of sold in on it a little bit. If the Young Bucks would have won, then I'd be like, okay, that's it. That's the way it goes. But I think some people probably see it as, oh, well, their executive vice presidents, they could do what they want. If they want to put themselves in a tag match, let them, you know? But I don't think they're trying to do that. But then again, I don't know. I don't even know if they even know what they're trying to do. But anyways, Private Party just win the matchup and they advance on. The women's tag match, uh, the uh, tag match with uh, Dr. Britt Baker and the champion and everything else like that. And let me spare you the formalities. It was, a, it was an okay women's matchup. It was not all that, as far as I'm concerned. That was one of the things that was so bad about that matchup right there. The matchup with John Moxley versus Sean Spears. That was an outstanding match right there. Pac was the announcer for that match. And um, uh, John, John Moxley beat Sean Spears in the middle of the ring. And, uh, and then here comes Kenny Omega coming out with a barbed wire baseball bat and a barbed wire broom. And we know why he has a broom because he's known as the cleaner. Uh, and, and you know something, and this is just my opinion, this is my thought, um, I think I think if Kenny Omega is known as the cleaner, he should be coming over to my house and cleaning some toilets. But but then again, and I'm going to say this right here right now after seeing that promo, uh, well not the promo, seeing him come out like this, I really wanted to see a fight between Kenny Omega and John Moxley. And pretty much handing weapons out, I mean he hands him a barbed wire baseball bat, Kenny Omega's got the broom, we're all set for a fight, and then here comes Pac coming out of the announcer's booth and going after Kenny Omega. Now, I'm not, I'm not sure what that was about. I didn't understand what that was about, but <coughs> I guess Pac wanted to get himself, interject himself in this whole thing with Kenny Omega and John Moxley. And I, I for one, dig that. I, for one, dig that a whole lot. You know, we're going to see how this turns out between John, John Moxley, Kenny Omega, and Pac. I know that Pac has been a little bit upset because he's been undefeated. He's undefeated in AEW. He's defeated Adam Page. He has defeated um, Kenny Omega. And, and to me, he should be the man to take on Chris Jericho for the AEW World Heavyweight Championship. But instead, we ended up having a number one contenders match between Darby Allin and Jimmy Havoc. Now, I'm not going to suspense with the formalities. Uh, Jimmy Havoc lost to Darby Allen. Darby Allen becomes the number one contender. And now he has an opportunity to take on Chris Jericho for the AEW World Heavyweight Championship next week on AEW Dynamite. Now, I, I don't know what to say about this, except for the fact that we pretty much got a match between James Ellswood and Brock Lesnar. That's what I'm looking at. And not that Chris Jericho looks like Brock Lesnar. All I'm saying is Darby Allen. Hey, I, <laughs> he's an okay guy. He's not like the best athlete in the world, but it's just like, <laughs> all I know is next week when I get a chance to see this matchup between Darby Allen and Chris Jericho, all I'm looking for is a bloody massacre. Chris Jericho is going to pretty much, if, if, and this is something that I'm looking at, and if, if this happens, then AEW is paying attention and copy off of WWE SmackDown. Remember when Chris? Je- remember when Brock Lesnar beat Kofi Kingston for the WWE Championship in nine seconds? Imagine if Chris Jericho were to beat Darby Allen in nine seconds, or probably worse, five seconds in the match. Ooh, that would be, oh my God! You know what I mean? 
But nonetheless, that's going to happen next week, guys. Darby Allen defeated uh, Jimmy Havoc um, for the number one contendership, and now he gets a chance to go after the AEW World Heavyweight Champion, Chris Jericho. Uh, okay, we've talked about some of those matches. Um, I The ending was pretty good also. As far as the tag match goes, you had Dustin Rhodes and you had, um, let's see, Hangman Adam Page teaming up to take on the team of Chris Jericho and Sammy Guevara. Now, I believe Sammy Guevara and Chris Jericho won the match and everything. And then Dustin Rhodes came out and attacked Sammy Guevara and wanted to attack Chris Jericho. And then here comes Santana and Ortiz coming in for the save. Jack Hager tried to get involved and everything. Then here comes the Young Bucks. They showed up. And then, and possibly one of the coolest things I've ever seen at the end of this match, Chris Jericho was about to leave, right? He was about to head over to the rampway and take off. And right when he was about to take off, here comes Darby Allin coming down on a skateboard and literally, like, like came down, down the rampway and attacked Chris Jericho. Hey, you know what? I may say a lot of things about this dude, but that was the coolest thing I've ever seen in professional wrestling. A lot of people are applauding this. Even some of the veterans were applauding this as well, where Darby Allen came down and literally came down the ramp with the, with the skateboard and attacked Chris Jericho. That was very innovative. I dig that. I like that. That was pretty cool. Now, I, I think there were probably a couple other matches on there, some that I would like to talk about. Probably not, but nonetheless... AEW did pretty good. It was okay. It went from having a 1.4 million viewers to a one... Um, I think I had my notes here somewhere if I can find them. Oh, here we go. Uh, it was a 1.018 million viewers. That was low. I mean, that was very, very low. They went from this... I mean, they had 1.4 million viewers. Now, I already knew right away that their viewership was going to go down if they presented something stupid. And they did present something stupid, let's be honest, uh, including the whole thing with the best friends, which I think that was a silly segment. And I think uh, Orange Cassidy being there was even a more sillier segment than I thought. And I, I know some people are probably thinking, well, you got to give Orange Cassidy a chance, Furman. He's a talented guy. He's great. Listen, I have no doubt he's a talented individual. And there were a couple of spots that I saw on him that were okay. I just wish he kept doing that instead of trying to put his hands in his fucking pockets. All right? That's, there's a reason why Jim Cornette calls him his little dog pockets. Okay. Uh, NXT. Um, let me get into that. Um, their ratings were pretty bad. Uh, I think the Cruiserweight Championship matchup was tremendous. And I got to say this, and I think I mentioned this on the Main Event Talk podcast. I mentioned that whole ridiculous thing that happened with Rusev, Bobby Lashley, and Lana. And I said, and I quote, if Leo Rush becomes the Cruiserweight Champion, then Bobby Lashley will be absolutely nothing. And holy fucking shit! Leo Rush becomes the NXT Cruiserweight Champion. And noted, NXT Cruiserweight Champion. <coughs> and, they, and they're still showing 205 Live, which is very funny, funny to me. Anyways, he becomes the champion. He beats Drew Gulak. And right away, I just said, 
Oh my God, I'm laughing at this right now because Bobby Lashley has been put in this ridiculous storyline with Rusev and Lana. And Leo Rush is out there winning championships and making money. Who the fuck do you think has more success than that? Huh. Oh my God. I'm still laughing at this shit. But anyway. There were a couple other things that happened at NXT also. Still eating, I'm sorry, still eating. Including, what was the next matchup that happened? Um, I'm trying to remember what other things that happened in there. Um, I remember um, the whole Damian Priest promo. That came out. That, that looked pretty good. Oh, and the Finn Balor promo. That came out pretty good also. Not too bad. Um... Uh, I'm trying to remember the entire show because I, I did watch it. I did see it and everything. Um, a couple of things that I liked about it. I, I think... Um, oh, let me let me get to this one. Uh, I think Roderick Strong had a match in the middle. Did he have a match or no? No, 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 no. Wait a minute. Um, let me correct that. The Undisputed Era came out, right? And Adam Cole, you know, said what he said. I think um, Roderick... Roderick Strong did have a match. I'm sorry. Yeah, he did have a match. And he won over uh, Isaiah Swerve. Yeah, Isaiah Swerve. That's what it was. Won the match. Uh, let's see what happened. Um, Adam Adam Cole came out and cut a promo like he did. And then here comes the Velvet... <clears throat> I'm sorry. Not the Velveteen Dream. The Velveteen Dream. That sounds a whole lot better. Now... This was um, very cool. I digged uh, how the Velveteen Dream came out and everything. And then showed a picture of Roderick Strong naked with the WWE or the NXT North American Championship. That was pretty good. And then showed something else after that pick was over. And I don't want to get into info on that. I don't want to get into much info about it. Let's just say that Roderick Strong couldn't measure up, so to speak. <laughs> I, some people thought of it was silly. I thought it was great. You know. Oh, wait a minute! Something just came to my fucking head. Speaking of silly, what about Brizongo? Oh God, are you kidding? You know what? And I'll say this because it's true. AEW had the best friends come out. That whole ridiculous intro, they're coming together, hugging, and then they had Orange Cassidy. Then you got the ridiculousness over at NXT with Rizongo. <coughs> now, don't get me wrong. I think Fandango, I didn't think much of him when he first came to WWE. Um, I, I think Prince Pretty. I, 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 I find these two okay. I think they're, they're great talent in NXT. They're a great tag team together. But them coming out as construction workers. What's the first thing that comes to your fucking mind when you see that? I'll tell you what it is, ladies and gentlemen. And this is how it goes. And then there was something that made up for the whole fucking thing. And that's the fact that the forgotten sons that showed up. Beat the living shit out of Brizongo, and I said thank you very much, and thank you for your time. I appreciate it. Oh, God, that was just... Oh. (laughs) 
The, you, you talk about the bad, the worst, and the ugly. I think this is completely ugly as far as I'm concerned. The women's matchup. Uh, uh, let's see. Uh, who was it? it? Oh, there we go. Um, Rhea Ripley. She had a matchup up against... Um, I think it was Vanessa Bourne or, or one of the two. But anyways, Rhea Ripley won her match, and she won it in convincing fashion. And Rhea Ripley has announced that she wants to go after the NXT Women's Champion Shayna Baszler. And, and mentioning to everybody that she has snap, tapped, and she has snap, cracked, and tapped everybody except her. And I would love, I would love to see Rhea Ripley go one-on-one against Shayna Baszler for the NXT Women's Championship. I dig that. I love that. I would love to see that. I think Rhea Ripley has a very good chance to take her down. Now, another women's matchup that happened, I think it was Dakota Kai going up against Bianca Belair. Now, I'm going to say this because this is true, and I think there's a lot of people that either agree with me or not agree with me when I say, I think Bianca Belair needs to go after the championship again. I, 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 I feel that the EST of NXT should go after the championship. And while others, like Sam Roberts, likes to go ahead and criticize and say, well, she didn't have a chance, and she, she's not that capable of going after the championship. She's not ferocious. Here's the thing. I remember those comments. I remember those ridiculous words that came out of Sam Roberts' mouth. And in my view, hey, Sam Roberts, he's, he's entitled to his opinion, and I'm entitled to mine. I think Bianca Blair is a tremendous athlete. I think Bianca Blair has gotten a whole lot better. And I would love to see her in a title picture because, yes, she defeated Co- Dakota Kai right there. Did well for herself. And she wants to place herself in the NXT Women's Division. As far as I'm concerned... Voila, give Bianca Blair another chance at the title. Or, how about this? How about at the next takeover, how about you put Rhea Ripley against Bianca Belair and Shayna Baszler for the NXT Women's Championship? Why not? Let it happen. I would love to see that shit right there. Tremendous. Tremendous. I dig Bianca Belair. Now, (coughs) let's see. What else happened? Um, there were a couple of matches that I saw. Um, one match I'll definitely get into, which would be the main event matchup. Uh, Walter versus Koshida. I think that's his name. Yeah. Well, anyways, that matchup was pretty good in any way poss- in every way possible. I think uh, Koshida shows promise. I've seen him in New Japan Pro Wrestling. He's a tremendous athlete. He's a great prospect. I see a lot of big things happening for him, but I did not see him... I could not see him go up against someone like Walter, especially Walter who wants to beat the living shit out of anybody gets in his way. I think Imperium is one of the best groups happening right now in WWE, even in WWE NXT UK. Um, Walter won his match over Kushida, and uh, the title was not on the line, which is okay. Overall, this was a... A great matchup. NXT produced a great show. I, th- I I may have missed a couple of matches, but it's okay. I mean, I, I just want to try and get the ratings uh, ratings part out of the way. Now, <coughs> AEW's ratings, or I'm sorry, NXT ratings, they went from nine hundred thousand nine hundred and uh nine. Let's see, nine hundred and ninety eight thousand viewers from NXT has now. One seven thousand nine hundred 
viewers. 790,000 viewers. That is very low for both NXT and for AEW. Now, several factors come into mind when it comes to the Wednesday Night Wars. Apparently, uh, it's really tough to put wrestling as opposed to baseball and with base, uh, uh, basketball. And, and that's true. I mean, that could be a very, very difficult task to work on, especially when you have two sports going at it. Now, baseball is going to be gone for um, a while when the Astros win the world championship. Yes, I said it. The Astros win the world championship. Who has a problem with that? Give me a fucking break. Now, this whole thing with the uh, Wednesday Night Wars, like I said, it's not, it's not like the, the Monday Night Wars from a long time ago. They drew big money. They drew big ratings. They drew big stars. NXT and AEW has some big stars. And, and the thing is, and let me also argue this point. There's a lot of fans that have been saying, well, I think NXT needs to have bigger stars. I think, you know, because AEW's got Chris Jericho and John Moxley and Cody Rhodes. Well, here's the thing. Chris Jericho is the biggest star of the company. That's the truth. John Moxley pretty much runs a, uh, runs a second. If I were to put a third, it'd be Cody Rhodes. Now, the thing is, NXT does not need to bring any major stars. Now, if they do that, I think they're they're not going to bring The Rock or or Austin or or John Cena. They're not going to bring any of those stars in NXT. Now, if they were to bring over, say, Finn Balor, well, like they did last week, that would be good. Or how about this? How How about Kevin Owens? Bring him back to NXT for a while. How about Asuka? Asuka would be a great addition, and she, you know, her being back in NXT, and I would like to see Asuka go after Shayna Baszler for the NXT Women's Championship. How about this? How about someone that's never been in NXT like the OC and AJ Styles? That would be something. Now, you bring that kind of star power over to NXT, and you will definitely bring some money. Definitely bring some ratings in, and everything else like that. So, it wasn't a good week for the Wednesday Night Wars. Um, I and it's and it's not like I'm gonna I'm gonna be here and start complaining and start bitching. Ah, oh, they need to be better. Ah, oh, we're gonna stop watching wrestling. We're gonna stop. Hey, moron! At the end of the fucking row, you're gonna watch wrestling whether you fucking like it or not. Let me a fucking break all these people. They want to complain. We got too many spoiled guys out there. Oh, let me correct that. We got too many spoiled kids. And you know what? I agree with NWA Power when they said they got a group of grown men in their company and we got a bunch of spoiled kids in in, in NXT and AEW. That's the fucking truth. That's the fucking truth whether anybody likes it or not. You know? And here's the thing. Most of our viewing audiences, I mean, guys like me, love wrestling. We view it. We watch it. There should be some improvement. Yes, we can understand that. That's the thing. But you're not going to hear me complain saying, I'm done. I'm finished. I ain't going to watch wrestling anymore. Then before you know it, the next week, you'll be back on it. That's like getting over an ex-girlfriend. That's like saying, ah, fuck her. I don't give a shit about her. She cheated on me. And then the next day, she's sucking your dick in the fucking bedroom while you're making pancakes for her fucking sorry ass. What the hell's the matter with you? Give me a fucking break. Here's the thing. To all the wrestling fans that agree with everything that I tell you, let me tell you this, and let me tell you this one more time. All you guys that bitch, whine, moan, and complain about wrestling, then stop. 
Stop trying to watch wrestling. Stop it! Now! If, and here's the thing. I know that you guys are going to probably stop watching. But then you're going to come back the next day and wonder, oh, well, I just came just because I want to see what happens. You still love wrestling! I love wrestling for life. That's never going to change. Hey, and AEW sucks, but I still watch it. NXT sucks, but I still watch it. Raw fucking sucks, but I still watch it. SmackDown fucking sucks, but I still watch it. Impact Wrestling sucks, but I still watch it. Ring of Honor fucking sucks, but I watch it. It don't matter what organization fucking sucks. I'm still going to watch it because I'm a wrestling fan. You see the difference? Do you see me complaining? Do you see me going on social media and telling the world, Hey, I am done. I am finished. I don't want anything to do with wrestling anymore. Give me a fucking break. Yeah, I, a, a lot of you guys tell us that you're done with your ex-girlfriend, but then we see you at the bar at the end right there talking to her, and then before you know it, you and her are going to end up going to Whataburger and getting yourself a number two double meat, double cheese, no onions, Diet Coke, water size fries, and then you go over to her place and then have yourself a number two double meat, double cheese, no onions, Diet Coke, water size fries, and then end up having sex with her, and then before you know it, the next morning you're going to say, what the fuck did I do wrong? Holy fucking shit, what did I do wrong? You're gonna watch wrestling, alright? Get over it. Give me a fucking break. Let me tell you something. What podcast do you know will tell the truth? <laughs> and trust me, I'm telling you the truth right here, right now. <laughs> okay. As far as I'm concerned about the Wednesday Night Wars, guys, there's gonna be some improvements. Just relax, guys. It's only the second week. And also. I, 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 and I want to give a shout out to Dennis right here, who's probably listening to this podcast as well. Dennis, um, I can't pronounce his name, his last name exactly. I think it's called Bar- Bar- Barakua, Bar- Barracuda, or whatever. <laughs> I, I'm apologizing to you, Dennis, right here. But um, Dennis suggested that uh, I think that NXT should move to Tuesdays. No, nah, I don't think it should happen that way. And, and, and because NXT is already established on Wednesdays, I don't see any reason why they should move it and everything. I think what it's only the second week and everybody's already saying that NXT should move to Tuesdays. No, I mean, we, we need to leave it the way it is at this point. I mean, right now, we need to leave the Wednesday Night Wars alone and let it go. Let, we need to see where, how far this is going to go as far as that goes. You know, So nonetheless... The Wednesday Night Wars will continue next week, guys. We'll see what AEW is going to produce, and we're going to see what NXT does. And hopefully the ratings will go up just a little bit higher. And, and there's also another thing that I think we should all do. I think we need to get all of our wrestling fans together, present or non-present, and tell them, Hey, hey, stupid fuck. Do me a favor. I want you to go over to your house. I want you to go over to watch TNT and watch AEW. Hey, You stupid fuck over the damn row. I need you to do me a favor. I want you to go over to USA Network on Wednesdays and check out NXT Wrestling. You miss wrestling. You go there, you go watch it, okay? And then you give me a large fucking cheeseburger with fries and all that shit. (laughs) That's how you tell your fans. I don't really tell them that, that, but we'll see how it goes. Nonetheless, the Wednesday Night Wars will continue, guys. We'll see how that shit fucking goes. Now, (coughs) let's get to the draft, shall we? Oh, my God. I was so excited to watch Friday Night Smackdown. It was great. And yes, I'm still eating. <laughs> I'm trying to chew! Yeah! Ah! <laughs> anyway. 
I love, I love the draft, and right now already, people are already complaining about how the draft went down, because certain, you know who their first draft was for Raw. Okay, Raw wins the first draft choice, right? And it was the, the matchup between Seth Rollins and uh, Roman Reigns, and. All day I kept thinking that probably Roman Reigns is going to win for SmackDown and beat Seth Rollins. That's what I thought was going to happen. All of a sudden, during the matchup between Seth Rollins and Roman Reigns, did you hear the crowd, by the way? Did you hear that crowd? Oh, my God. I mean, they were, they were not booing all the way like they were high above, but you, you definitely heard some boos going over to uh, Seth Rollins. They're making, and this is the thing, for a long time, we've always seen Roman Reigns get booed. Now Seth Rollins is receiving that Roman Reigns treatment, so to speak. So at the end, even though Seth Rollins was about to hit the curb stomp on his uh, former shield mate, all of a sudden, the lights turn out. And they completely turn out this one. And I'm like, oh, fuck, here comes the fiend. And then I'm, I'm just like getting out of my chair. And this was the most beautiful. And let me tell you something. <coughs> and I gotta get this out of the way. Let me get a drink. Big gulp right there. Pepsi, by the way. But anyways, I gotta get this out of the way. To all the people that started complaining and started saying shit like, and I heard this correctly, and I quote, Oh, well, you're gonna kill the Fiend's character. You're gonna make him look like fucking shit. We're not gonna like him anymore. The moment when The Fiend showed up, the fans went completely fucking nuts. And <laughs> he did. He did. Exa- and we're in October. Halloween's coming up. And we got to have him come from underneath the ring and do exactly what he did in the ring. <laughs> sure enough, he pulled Seth Rollins straight to hell. That's exactly what he did. It was beautifully done. It was great. The lights come back on. Seth Rollins comes out of the whole situation. He's looking like a dead fish coming out of the fucking water. And then you look at the fiend coming out, looking at him. And I'm like, oh, shit. What is he going to do now? And he just looks at him for a moment and then goes right back under the ring. That, that reminds me of some horror movie that I've seen where he's looking up, looking left, looking right, then goes right back down. It's like, God damn, this is a fucking shit. And you're and everyone and I said this. I said this from the beginning. His character is not going to get killed. It's not going to get killed in any way possible. But this was a start. And this was and and I want the fans to be be laughing at this when I say Seth Rollins won via disqualification. How ironic, right? Yes, he won. He won the match by disqualification. At Hell in a Cell. Why not give the fans some more humor? Yes, he won the match via disqualification against Roman Reigns, which gives Raw which gives Raw the first draft pick. Who did they pick? They pick the man Becky Lynch. Oh, okay, I see. Well, considering the fact that she's been on Raw for quite a while and hasn't really been on SmackDown that much anyways, but oh well, no surprise. The next person is SmackDown chooses Roman Reigns. Oh, wow. That's a surprise. That's a shock. Not really. Okay. So, let's see who else got picked. Uh, hmm. Trying to remember the list. 
Hmm. Sorry, I'm trying to remember who was on the list and everything. Um, but that list don't really matter as far as I'm concerned. I think um, some of the things that I saw on there the most would be, um, let's see. Oh, no, 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 no. Wait, wait, wait. I got it. I got it. I think it was Becky Lynch going to Raw, Roman Reigns going to SmackDown, <coughs> uh, tr- try to remember who the other one was, oh god, I can't remember who was drafted to what and everything, but I do know this, on the very first round of the pick, I know that The Fiend is going to SmackDown, and, and Fox got exactly what it wanted, the fans got what they wanted, SmackDown has The Fiend now. And that's good. And I think it's better off that way because if Seth Rollins is still the Universal Champion and he's still with uh, Monday Night Raw, then that's okay. You know, because they really need to put The Fiend on SmackDown and we really need to see him, you know, feud with someone else and really develop his character once again. Or here's something I'm thinking that they will do. They'll probably have to start The Fiend all over again, which is great. Which is great. I think they need to start all over with the Fiend. You know, put the vignettes out and put them in matches that I think would be would be good. And also, more importantly, and this is something that I think should happen. Now, I haven't seen the whole draft yet, but no doubt we'll probably see more of it because part two of the draft is going to happen on Monday Night Raw. If Shinsuke Nakamura, if Shinsuke Nakamura, is still drafted to SmackDown. I say The Fiend goes after Shinsuke Nakamura and takes the Intercontinental Championship. That would be something. I know some people, well, what about the WWE Championship? You really want The Fiend to get his ass kicked at the hands of Brock Lesnar? No, not going to happen. I don't want to see that. Because if you put The Fiend against Brock Lesnar, I guarantee you, somebody, somebody, oh God, and I found this to be very, very funny. Uh, I read somewhere about Brock Lesnar is going to put over the Fiend. No. Uh-uh. That, that's... <laughs> I, I don't agree with that. That, that... <laughs> oh, the Fiend. Brock Lesnar is going to put over the Fiend. Are you... Oh, no, no, no. You know what? You know what? Let me correct that. The Brock is going to put over the Fiend. Absolutely. Brock is going to definitely put over the Fiend. Yes, Brock is going to put over the Fiend on his shoulders and hit him with an F5. Not once, not twice, but three times and lay now like a little fucking bitch. You really think Brock Lesnar is going to put over the Fiend? No! Be realistic about this, guys. Come on. Give me a fucking break. Now, I know that, um, let's see. The Fiend goes to SmackDown. Drew McIntyre goes to Raw. That's not a surprise there. Bobby Lashley is on Raw. <laughs> not, well, I'm not, I'm, here, here, you know, you know what I'm hoping for? I'm hoping for Rusev to go to SmackDown. I want that to happen. So that way Lana can stick around with fucking Joy Boy over there and we'd be okay with it. Uh, Randy Orton is on Raw and oh man, if that happens, I want to see Randy Orton versus Seth Rollins and I want to see Randy Orton become the Universal Champion and become a 14-time World Champion. Hope that happens. Let's see. 
Charlotte goes to SmackDown, I believe. Charlotte, the world champion, she goes there as well. Who else is on? Uh, oh, Lacey Evans. Lacey Evans goes to SmackDown. And I got to say this, guys. I'm very, very happy that Lacey Evans is going to SmackDown because she doesn't need to go to Raw. She needs to go to SmackDown. And I want to I definitely, she's starting to improve now. She's definitely starting to improve now. And as far as I'm concerned, Lacey Evans needs to go after the SmackDown Women's Champion, which, by the way, I'm going to get into in just a moment as soon as I announce all these drafts. If, if I can find out who's in the draft. Now, um, Kevin Owens, we know, is on Raw. I know that. And the tag team champions, the Revival on SmackDown. That's not a big surprise there. Um, let's see who else. The Monster Among Men, Braun Strowman. He's a part of SmackDown now also. How fucking badass is that? Natalia, she's a part of, Sma- of Monday Night Raw. Alongside with uh, Alexa Bliss, she's also a part of Raw as well. And Nikki Cross is also a part of of Raw as well. So that means that Nikki Cross and Alexa Bliss, they're both going to remain, you know, as a tag team champion. The OC! The OC of AJ Styles and, and the good brothers of Luke Gallows and... Carl Anderson, they're now part of SmackDown, or, or I'm sorry, part of Raw. Very glad for that. <clears throat> Trying to remember who else is a part of it. Uh, oh, I'm trying to remember who else was involved. Oh, God. I, 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 I may need to look at the list and everything because I, I had a list uh, not written down, but I had the list written on my, on my phone. I may have to look into it when I get an opportunity. But there are several superstars that are now part of Raw and part of SmackDown. And uh, Cesaro had pretty much uh, made a tweet out that said he's a free agent. So that means that Cesaro, I would, and I think a lot of people have been saying this, I think Cesaro should go to NXT UK. Personally, hey, I'd like to see that. I'd like to see him go over to NXT UK and, uh, you know, not only become the UK champion over there, I'd like to see him go after Walter for the United Kingdom Championship. That would be something badass to watch, you know? Put him in that particular nature. Now... Let's see. I'm trying to remember who else is on here. But um, if I get some more information about the draft, I'll let you guys know. But don't forget, guys, Monday Night Raw is going to have the second part of the draft. We'll find out who's going to go to Raw. And we'll find out who else is going to go to SmackDown as far as we can, I'm concerned. I already have the list on my Main Event Talk Facebook page on my stories. Check out the list. Check out how it went down and everything. Now... I would like to talk about some of the matches on SmackDown, but I want to leave this one for last. The SmackDown Women's Championship was on the line as Charlotte defended her championship against the former champion, Bayley. Now, we all know what happened to Hell in a Cell between these two, and we all know that Charlotte Flair became champion, which once again, which was very, very heartbreaking for Bayley. She was there crying getting upset, and everything. And then, here comes the matchup. These two were going at it. These two were about to go at it. Charlotte is already in the ring with the championship, and then here comes Bailey, and then Bailey coming out as Bailey, and then Bailey had stopped for a moment. Bailey had stopped, chilled out for one moment, took off her jacket, took off a bunch of things, went, went over, moved back. I thought, wait a minute, where are you going? Where the hell are you going? 
she gets something. She gets some sort of a, looks like a pole or a knife or something like that. And then she proceeded to do the most horrible thing in the history of SmackDown Live. And she, oh my God, she killed the Bailey Buddies. Oh my God, oh God. And let me tell you guys, um... Bailey going out and killing all the Bailey buddies. She has a new look, by the way. Her hair is a lot shorter, which, and I'm not gonna lie to you, I I like it. And I I, is it just me or does Bailey look a lot sexier when she has black hair and it's short? Mm. I'm liking this now. Anyways, Bailey kills off the buddies, right? Kills them all off. And there was this one video that I saw where when she did that. Children everywhere are crying. They're upset. And then Bailey goes ahead and has a tremendous matchup against Charlotte Flair and then beats Charlotte Flair in the middle of the ring and once again becoming a two-time SmackDown Women's Champion. New transformation, new music, new entrance, the new Bailey. She becomes the new SmackDown Women's Champion. And then... I think you guys heard this part, and I heard it too. After the match was over, Bailey had a microphone saying, You fake bitches. She said that. You fake bitches. And then tells everyone, Screw all of you. The new Bailey uh, is out, finally. Several months ago, Bailey's inner heel was trying to get out, but it was still that same Bailey that we all come to know and love. And now, last night, the new Bailey comes out smoking hot and doing whatever the fuck she wants to do and tells every Bailey buddy and all her fans, go fuck yourselves. Bailey! All I can say is on behalf of the wrestling fans and on behalf of the entire wrestling community, we like to say, Bailey, thank you. Thank you for embracing your inner heel. And now you are no longer a second, third-rate horseman. You need to be at the top of this ladder, right next to Charlotte, right next to Sasha, and right next to Becky Lynch. Bailey, you're on your way. And I love how this is going. And ladies and gentlemen, this is going to conclude another great episode of the Main Event Talk podcast. And spread this all around, guys. Follow the Main Event on Facebook at facebook.com slash at Main Event Talk, at Real Main Event Talk. You can also follow me on Instagram as well at Instagram.com slash at Main Event Player. Follow me on Facebook as well at Facebook.com slash at Main Event Player. Follow me on Twitter as well at Twitter.com slash at Main Event Player. And like I said before at the beginning of the show, if you guys want to do something over at Richard's Billiards tonight, I suggest you go over there tonight. Check out some great boxing action. Check out some great football. Check out whatever you want. Check out their awesome drink specials and follow them. On at facebook.com slash at Richards Billiards. Welcome to the new era and welcome to the end of this podcast. Thank you for listening and I will see you next time on the next episode of the Beat of It Tonk. No doubt we'll be talking about Friday Night Smackdown. No doubt we'll be talking about the Wednesday Night Wars. No doubt we'll be talking about um, NWA Power. We got to talk about that as well. They're bringing out a lot of stuff. And also, we know about Crown Jewel, ladies and gentlemen. That's going to happen on Thursday, 
October 31st on Halloween, WWE Crown Jewel is going to take place live on the WWE Network as it happens. Brock Lesnar going up against Cain Velasquez. And I have not talked about it, but I will talk about it soon. It will be for the WWE Championship. Please don't ask why. And then we got Tyson Fury going one-on-one against Braun Strowman at all going to take place at Crown Jewel. So, guys, thank you for listening to the podcast. And I'll see you next time on another great episode of the Main Event Talk Podcast. Why? Because I can and I want to. Any questions? Enough said. Fake bitches, screw all of you.